Welcome into a Monday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, what I'm looking for tonight in the Falcons-Jets preseason game. Youth has replaced any chance of complacency, and there's no real easy solution in the Marcelo Zuna situation. We'll talk about all that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into a Monday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into that search browser. Hit that subscribe button when you find us. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Seems like it's been a long time since we've been able to talk about a Falcons preseason game, right? But it will come fast and furious this week because we get the Jets and Falcons coming up here tonight from New Jersey. And then Saturday, it will be the final preseason game. It'll be against the Jaguars. That will be their only Mercedes-Benz preseason game. And, of course, they're going to do some joint practices this week as well. So we gave you some synopsis about what we were looking for in the first game. What are we looking for tonight in this game? Well, let's start with the number one thing that I want to see is, is there any separation in the battle at center? So at this point, we know that center is the only spot that is up for grabs. And it truly is a competition. If you talk to folks and you get the inside information and this, that, and the other, it does seem like Matt Hennessy, believe it or not, is in the lead, which surprises me a little bit because I think they want to do everything they can to get Drew Dahlman to take that job because, let's face it, he is the guy that this administration, this regime, if you will, drag. So I want to see if there starts to become any separation from Drew Dahlman and Matt Hennessy. You know, Dahlman played... 50% or so of the snaps in the first preseason game. Hennessy, I want to say it was around 13%. It was a very, it was a very wide gap between the percentage of snaps they played. I expect Hennessy to take the majority of snaps tonight in this game, just simply because they want to make it a fair competition and give him a shot to see what he can do. So that battle is the only thing, one of the only real battles that is left right now in training camp. But this is not going to get solved tonight. This is going to go through Saturday. And as we get into game prep for week one, when September 11th, they play the New Orleans Saints, I think even leading into that week, it's going to be still kind of a competitive battle through practices and finishing up camp and everything else that goes along with it. So that's the first thing I want to see is what do the centers look like? Does anybody kind of continue to separate themselves from one another or Again, as the Spider-Man meme is, it's the same guy that, that's out there. Um, the interior defensive line is another thing that I'm looking for, as well as Marlon Davidson out, we know, for the rest of the preseason. We'll see about whether or not he makes the roster. We talked about this last week. And look, it's not like the guys that stand next to Grady are just immensely talented guys, right? I mean, the Taquan Grams and, you know, Anthony Rush and people like this, that, and the other. It ain't like there's a lot that's around him. So let's see what this looks like, because if it is going to be eventually life without Marlon Davidson, then 
these battles or the way that these guys play, these are the guys going to line up beside Grady. Unless you're telling me we're going to get Indomitian Sue or Corey Peters or whatever, you know, unless we're going to get somebody to go help Grady out, it's a bunch of vagabonds that are going to be around uh, Grady Jarrett. I'm, I know they like Taquan Graham, but anyway. Um, all right, we'll talk more about this here in just a second. But first, let me talk about my folks over at Bet Online. Bet Online. .net is your best and easiest resource for all of your betting needs. Look, we are in college football game week, right? Not a myth, not we're getting close, this, that, and the other. This weekend is college football's first week of the season. We have college football from now until going into next year, right? You've got NFL preseason games. You still got golf. You still got boxing, MMA. Everything you want and all of your information that you need is at betonline.net. Your number one resource for all of your betting needs, esports, scores, podcast information. Everything is real handy. Take that mobile device, put betonline.net in there, get all of your sports wagering information. So, you know, listen, we got Falcons tonight. You want to put a few ducats uh, on it? Go for it. Betonline.net, your number one source, and that's where the game starts. So, besides center and interior defensive line, um, I want to see if there's a wide receiver who's going to emerge. Now, I would expect that we will see Brian Edwards in this game. You know, we got little bits and pieces of all the hodgepodge of wide receivers that we have, the Auden Tates, the Kadero Hodges, right, Alameda Zacchaeus, you know, this mishmash of all of these guys where there's not really a clear number one. I mean, you know, your top wide receiver is probably your tight end uh, in this situation. But, you know, I, I – I wonder if the philosophy is going to be the same to be a very run-heavy offense because you're still trying to figure out your running back and their depth and the, the rotation of the guys and this and the other. But I want to see them throw it around a little bit in this game and see if anybody kind of steps to the forefront as far as who's got that connection, who's that compatibility, quarterback, wide receiver, where is that leaning toward? Because let's face it, we can talk about running the football all we want, but at some point this is a passing league. You got to be able to push the ball downfield. You got to be able to throw the football. You got to be able to make plays in the passing game. And, you know, right now our wide receiver group is, it leaves a lot, you know, to be desired out there. So I'm hoping Edwards or somebody like that gets a chance to step up. You know, we're going to see probably some guys like Troy Anderson tonight that didn't get to play last week. Okay. You know, I'm ready to see some of these guys take that step forward. And then the other thing I'm looking for is you got to get home tonight. What do I mean by that? We talked about in the first game, getting some consistent pressure, okay? Starting to dial up that pass rush, okay? So you take that first step. They had a sack in the game, right? They got some good pressure. Ebbett Katie had some nice plays. All right, now it's get home time. Now it's we got to figure out how to get some guys and how to get them home. I mean, when I say get home, put the quarterback on the ground with the ball in his hand, and he's got to stand up looking at his ear hole. You know, tonight's a night where you got a sack last time. I want to see at least two sacks, maybe three, but I need to double that number. I know it's not much, but this team has got to find a way to get home. And especially with this interior defensive line rotation and trying to figure out those spots, you know, and look on the depth chart, you know, the rookies are always listed as backups. That's why Ebicady is not listed as a starter out there, but I don't care. Again, I don't care what the name is on the back of the jersey. 
if it's Carter, if it's Ogundeji, if it's Arnold Ebikati, I don't care what the name is on the back of the jersey. What I want to see is guys getting home and getting the quarterback and attacking the quarterback. Jets have a pretty decent offensive line. They're about a middle-of-the-road offensive line in the NFL. You look at their rankings, they typically are somewhere between 14 and 18 in the NFL as far as rankings goes. So this is and, – and look – they are, they're not going to have Makai Becton, so we know he's out for, for the year, right? He went to IR and all that. So they are down a guy, but they grade out pretty well. And for a defensive front, you know, that let's face it, is obviously very challenged out there. I need to see my team make some plays and find a way to get home. I need to see the Falcons be able to get home. And again, I want to see that little bit of sense of urgency. I think Arthur Smith is playing to win in the preseason, and I got no problem and no issue with that. So we'll see what happens, you know, tonight. Don't know really how long. Don't really have a great sense for how long the starters are or are not going to play. Robert Soleil is already talking about they may not play the starters. I don't really care what the Jets are going to do. I care about what we're going to do. So we got to get home tonight. The battle at center. Can a wide receiver step up in this game uh, tonight? And we'll see what this interior defensive line looks like. All right, when we come back, youth is going to replace any chance of there being complacency for the Atlanta Braves. I'll explain all that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available, all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Complacency in sports is always an interesting thing, Right. You know, Thurman Thomas had the famous quote that he said that if the Buffalo Bills had won that first Super Bowl, remember they lose the, the that's the Scott Norwood game, they lose 20 to 19 to the New York Giants and all that. He always said that if the Buffalo Bills had won that Super Bowl, that he's not sure that they would have ever gotten back to the Super Bowl again because you get that fat cat syndrome, right? But because they had lost and they hadn't, you know, they fought, scratch, called, and they were going to make sure that they got back to the Super Bowl and try to win the thing, right? We're hearing this about the University of Georgia right now, that their biggest question mark is really, is their complacency? Are they satisfied? They won the national title last year. They've got nothing to prove. Stetson Bennett doesn't have nothing to prove, blah, 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 right? I don't believe that for Georgia, but that's the narrative that's out there, okay? So I guess you could say the same thing about the Atlanta Braves. Is there a sense of complacency? For a team that by and large has brought just about everybody back, you know, they're the defending World Series champs. Here they are again after a great week, beating up on the Mets, beating up on the Astros. Now you get the godforsaken low-life pawn scum, dirtbag, flea bag, sludge at the bottom of a barrel, Pittsburgh Pirates that are up next. So are the Braves complacent? I don't think so. And I'm going to tell you why. The number one reason why I'm not worried about complacency is the youth on this team. And that is these young guys, Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, Spencer Strider. You look at the young group of guys that have made such a big impact on this team this year. And you just, you watch these games during the week and watching over the weekend, just that invigoration of youth that these guys are motivated, they're excited, they, they love playing the game. You see the friendships. You just see the enthusiasm that is out there with this team. 
And, and I think that, again, forget just the on-field contributions that Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom and these guys have given to the Braves. That shot of energy in the clubhouse, right? Just having those young guys around that are just soaking it all in and taking it all in. You know, the old saying is, you don't know what you don't know. That's the that's these Braves right now. Yeah, they are immensely talented, right? I mean, and we're going to talk about, you know, the one guy who did get a couple of at-bats yesterday and just was awful and everything like that. You know, the guy I love to hate on. We'll talk about that coming up in the next segment or whatever like that. But you figure you've got nothing out of him this year and how good they've been on the field. But watch these young guys that are out there. When you see the invigoration, you see Spencer Strider the other night. You know, I love watching him just rear back and fire, right? And I'm going to get a chance to talk to some some former Braves players coming up here a little bit later on this week for an event that I'm doing. I'm curious about what these guys think about the youth of this team. Because to me, that's the way complacency gets blown up. Like, you wouldn't have thought going into this season that there would be such an infusion of rookies and their contributions to a team that came in knowing that Matt Olson's now the first baseman, Ozzy, Dansby, Riley. We're all set there. Catcher set. We got Darno. Your outfield is set, right? We had Ronnie. We got Duvall. We got Rosario. We've got Ozuna at DH, this and the other. But the contribution that you got from Contreras to Michael Harris to Spencer Strider to Vaughn Grissom. You know, it shoots that energy. It's like a big B12 shot in the arm of a team that if there was any questions about complacency, these guys have helped take that away. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second here. But first, talking about my folks over at Coffee AM. CoffeeAM.com is the place to go. You know, I drink this coffee every single morning, having a cup of it right now. I love these folks. Local here to the state of Georgia. They're up in Canton, the best online coffee roaster in America. Listen, here's what we got going on. You need K-Cups, you need ground coffee, you need organic, you want this, you want flavored, you want teas, you want gift set, whatever. You need a mug, okay? Whatever you need, coffeeam.com is the place to go. So here's what we got going on. I want you to go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. When you get there, check out their wide variety of products that they have available to you. Check out the coffees, check out the different types of tea that they have, pick up a mug or a gift set or whatever that they've got out there. Put together that first order, okay? And when you do, you got that order put together. When you head to the checkout, I want you to pop the coupon code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, pop that coupon code in at checkout and you'll get 15% off that first order. 15% off your first order simply by popping in locked on, the coupon code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. CoffeeAM.com, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. But you don't normally think of a team that's looking to repeat that is adding so many young pieces. And and look, part of it's been injury. Part of it's just been an infusion of needing, you know, some new talent, things like that. But that to me is the thing that when you watch this team, that's the big difference in the Braves from last year to this year. And we always talk about, you know, it's been talked about for decades. Well, the Braves are too corporate or this, that, and the other. But look at this group of guys. You know, Ozzie, Ronnie, Harris, you know, Grissom, 
you know, you, you've got all these young guys that bring a completely different energy to it. So am I worried about the Braves getting stale or complacent or anything like that? No. And, and I think a large part of it is just this infusion of this young talent. Now, part of it is, too, is that, you know, let's be honest. Even if the Braves don't win the division, they're going to be in the playoffs, right? I mean, whoever doesn't win the division between the Mets and the Braves, they're in the playoffs. But the Braves are certainly chasing down the Mets. And I think just competition itself makes you want to win the division and beat everybody out and certainly get a better spot in the playoff and all of that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, the fact that they've been chasing the Mets all year helps in that. But you watch these young guys. Man, every time I watch Grissom, and Michael Harris, Strider, and all these guys. You just see that youthful invigoration that those guys bring. And it's why I don't feel like that the Braves are, you know, again, they don't know what they don't know. They go out there and didn't matter if it was the Mets, didn't matter if it was the Astros. They just went out there and played baseball, right? And they they can come back. They can, they can beat you in all kinds of different ways. And the element that these guys, the Grissoms and the, and the Harrises and, Ronnie and all that, the element that they bring. We talk about this all the time. I mean, their ability to score from anywhere on the base pass. You know, a single with a guy on first means he's standing on third. A ball hit to the wall with a guy on first nowadays means that those guys are scoring. They don't have to sit back and wait for the three-run homer and mash you over the head. Can they do all that? Yes. And you saw Olsen yesterday, you know, crank up a big home run. They can do that when they need to. But this team is not the home run strikeout group that we saw really by and large a lot last year with Adam Duvall and Marcelo Zuna and all those guys and Freddie and everybody just kind of mashing their way through it, right? Look at all the home runs that they hit, obviously, in the postseason. Rosario and, and Soler and all those guys. This team is going to win a different way this year in the playoffs. They're not going to just mash their way through the playoffs. And you know what? They didn't mash their way through the Mets and the Astros. You know, they had a lot of those things where a, a two-out hit, you know, a ball hit to the wall, and Harris is, you know, scoring from there. It's a different vibe and a different feel for this team, and that's the youthful invigoration. So you want the ultimate cure for complacency? Get these young guys in there and look at the contributions that they've brought. Braves are going to be a tough, tough out when it comes to be playoff time. All right, when we come back, there is no real easy solution for what to do with Marcelo Zuna. We'll talk about that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here in Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you find us, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment there. Free and available, all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can download us, including on Spotify, Odyssey, whatever your favorites are, leave us a five-star review and then follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Well, we had a Marcelo Zuna sighting yesterday in the game, 0 for 2 with a couple of strikeouts. And look, he spoke to, you know, a friend of mine, Allison Mastrangelo from WSB after the game and thought it was some interesting comments and this and the other as he got resoundingly booed Yesterday uh, in the game, he was booed when he struck out. He was booed when he came up to bat. He was just booed all the way around. And he deserves it. You know, the, Bra the Braves, you know, look, I was surprised that he played yesterday. But here's the thing. 
because I, I, I'm getting a lot of folks that are asking me on Twitter and other places, you know, text line and my radio show and this and the other. Well, what do you do with Marcelo Zuna? I don't think there's an easy thing to do with him. So look at what, for instance, the Chicago Cubs, their general manager announced a week or so ago that the Cubs were going to keep Jason Hayward on the roster for the rest of this year because he's such a good clubhouse guy, but they're going to DFA him in the offseason and they're going to pay him $23 million to walk away. He has one more year on his big contract that he signed, whatever it was, the $170, $180 million deal that he signed with the Cubs. And they have one year and $23 million. And they're going to just let him walk away. They're going to pay the $23 million and he's going to go away, right? You don't see that very often in, in sports when you're on the hook for that kind of money. The Braves are on the hook. They have two years at $16 million per year, $32 million that is still owed to Marcelo Zuna. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, you know, if he got in trouble or the legal and the... Okay, when has that ever happened? Tell, tell me when you've seen that a DUI or whatever like that got a team out of paying a guaranteed contract. When? When? Give me all those examples about how that worked out, where they voided it, this, and the other, right? I wish it were that easy just to say that they can just void the contract and we just move on and we don't have anything. It's not how it works. They've got two at $32 million total to pay him. Do they want to DFA him? Because people are asking me, well, they should just cut bait and let him go. Okay, that's $32 million. And while I understand that Liberty Media is going out there and they're spending more money in this, that, and the other, Liberty Media also isn't in the business of just dump a guy and pay him a whole bunch of money to not be around. You want to reverse that trend of all of the goodwill that Alex Anthopoulos is building up and signing guys and building a core? Let a guy have to let a guy make $32 million to not play and just walk away. You'll take, I mean, again, you'll take some of that cachet off of it. That's an expensive mistake to have to make. Then some people ask me about, well, just trade him. Oh, oh, trade him. Who wants a he's Marcelo Zuna right now is trying to see how old he is uh, real quick here. He's a 31-year-old player. Okay, he'll be 32 come November. Okay, he's a guy that doesn't produce, doesn't can't play in the field or anything like that. He's a one trick pony. By the way, with his two strikeouts yesterday, he's hitting a buck 70 in the month of August. He's driven in 46 runs, hitting about 205. So he's not a good baseball player. And then on top of all of that, He's now a multi-time loser off the field. He's now got multiples of off-field incidents that don't exactly put him in the best light. So let's see. Other than the fact that he's bad off, he's not a good guy off the field, and he doesn't hit or produce or anything like that. Um, yeah, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how are you enjoying the play? So who wants Marcelo Zuna for $16 million a year. If, if you're going to trade them, the Braves will probably have to eat all the money for that. I, so it sounds easy to say, ah, trade them, ah, DFA them and all that kind of stuff. But it's not that easy when you're on the hook for it, right? 
you know, it's easy to spend somebody else's money. It's easy to move. It's easy to move your trash to get something back in return. That's why I always laugh about when people want to trade trash. You know, well, it's just we'll trade Marcelo Zuna and we'll get Mike Trout. You know, people want to trade their trash for somebody else's gold. Well, GMs don't stay around very long with professional sports teams if they give away their trash or, or they try to, you know, pawn their trash off, you know, for things or, or take somebody else's trash and trade away your assets for it. That's how you get fired in professional sports is, you know, you start making bad deals and put your team and your you know team in a bad position, whether it's off the field or on the field, you know? So Ozuna's, let's face it, he ain't exactly the best of guys, right? He ain't exactly the best decision maker off the field. So if you're a team, why are you picking up Marcelo Zuna? If anything, I'm going to sit back and wait for him to see if the Braves DFA him. And the Braves have said, we're going to let the legal process play out and all this, that, and the other. And I get all that. And I understand all that. You know, I, I mean, again, it all sounds easy and good. And, and do I have a solution? No. What do I think is going to happen? Personally, I think what's going to happen is the Braves are going to release him and they're going to eat a whole bunch of money. They're going to they're going to get stuck eating a whole bunch of money. And it may not be what you want, you know, invested in all this, any other. But I think that's what's going to happen. Because, look, it surprised me that he was in the lineup yesterday. And at this point, the only reason to put him in the lineup is because you have so many guys hurt. And that was kind of Snickers rationale yesterday. Well, Rosario's hurt. And this guy, we don't have this and that and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So he, he felt like he really didn't have a choice. And he had to plop him out in left field. So outside of that, you know, he's a complete non-factor right now. I wonder about whether or not he makes the playoff roster. You know, it does make you wonder. But if you're paying a guy all this money, you feel like you want to get something out of him. And you can't use the excuse of, well, let's play him to, to increase his value. He's in a buck 70 in the month of August. When you play him, he stinks. And he can't play in the outfield. He can't hit for average, can't draw a walk, can't drive in anybody, can't score a run, can't do much of anything. He, he gets a hold every so often. Somebody makes a mistake and he gets a hold of one and whoop, it goes up over the fence. But he doesn't do enough of that to offset everything else that he doesn't do. So look, there is no real easy solution and there's no easy way to solve what's going on with the Marcelo Zuna situation. So again, I don't think he's tradable. I don't know that the Braves want to eat $32 million in salary, but maybe they can find somebody to take him off their hand if they pay all of the money. But if you're going to do that, you know, and again, I don't know if you're getting anything back from Marcelo Zuna, maybe a bag of balls and, you know, some beans and, you know, maybe, you know, a, a can of spam or something like that to go along with it. It's not a good situation. And Marcelo Zuna has not put the Braves who who really bought into, we got to sign them and this, that, and the other. And this is what always scared me. You know, I talked, I've talked about this for years, for the last couple of years on my radio show. Am I getting Marcelo Zuna like he was in 2020? Am I getting Marcelo Zuna like he was in his final year with Miami? Or am I getting the Marcelo Zuna that was in St. Louis? 
where they didn't do much of anything. He hit a bunch of home runs. You know, one year I think it was 29 homers and 87 RBI. Yeah, guy hitting 30 homers and he can't even drive in 90 runs. And hitting 240, striking out 140 times. It's a bad situation all the way around right now for the Atlanta Braves. Is there an easy solution? No. But I can tell you whatever the solution is, Braves are going to have a whole lot of money on their hands that they're going to have to eat and live with. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make my friends over at ATL Day Ones your second listen every day. My friends Jarvis Davis and Nitra Batiste talking about all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. All your takes, Braves, Hawks, Dogs, everything is there for you. Check them out free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Also free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. When you get there, give us a, a five-star review and then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. We'll talk some Falcons as we'll take a look at what happened later on this evening against the Jets. Hitting hard with John Chuck, Locked on Sports Atlanta.